This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Doppelganger. What if your deepest, darkest desire came to life? Chris has no nipples and two belly buttons. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. Shut up, no nips. I'm Hotlanta. And I'm Troy. And we watched a doppelganger. We did doppelganger. As suggested to us by Sister Kylie. I learned that was a German word in this movie. That's true. Sister? No, doppelganger. Yes. That is correct. It is, in fact, a German word. I didn't know that. I learned way more things from a movie than I have from Chris. That's fair. I learned nothing from Chris. That's also fair. Also fair. fair. All these things are fair. Balloon knot. Don't know if that's fair. Balloon knots are never fair. So, Chris, how did this movie start? Read your book, fool. I'm bookless. You are bookless. A bookless are you bookless in New York City? With no book. Yes, much like this film. New York City. Get a book. And we have uh, our a protagonist. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and she's walking about New York City. New York City? Yeah, yeah, we, we did that already. I want to do it again! Get a rope. Troy's on board. And uh, she's heading someplace. Oh, thanks for the fucking outstanding thing that you've said. (laughs) Thank you. And she's got, like, the thing over her head. Like, the bonnet on her head. Like, big sunglasses. Like, coat up to her chin. Like, she looks like she's trying to, like, like she's a celebrity trying not to be noticed. Looks like Chris on a Thursday. Yep. After six beers. He always pulls his coat way up to his chin. I hate being noticed on a Thursday. <laughs> it's the worst day to be noticed. Yep. Wednesday, Friday, sure, whatever, but not Thursdays. And she, uh, she's meeting up with a guy for sensual yes. leg massages. Yes. And belly button smooches. Uh, I don't know if you just got to hear, we got to hear that thunder, but it's, I have a thunderstorm going on outside. <laughs> It really adds to the ambiance. It does. So if I suddenly stop talking, it's probably because I lost power. <laughs> because he's been back in black. Yes. I've been hell's bells. He's been balls. Yeah. TNT has gone off gone off outside my window. ACDC is trash. <laughs> Even when it's done dirt cheap. Especially. And uh, so she has a, a time with this gentleman. She also has a nosebleed. Yeah. And then she... She uh, was either picking her nose too much or not enough. Or it's just really just winter time. The air is dry. Nope. Picking. It's bad for your mucous membranes. She hadn't picked her nose in days, so it bled. Yeah, like you do. I don't think that's how that works. I learned it from the Simpsons. Mm. So she, uh, she's heading back home. I know to the, the plaza. Yeah. To the, to the penthouse apartment in the the plaza. Yep. She was moving on up. And as she's, uh, heading to the penthouse, she overhears a conversation from turns out her mother on the phone. Talking to someone about how if, if uh, her daughter marries the psychiatrist, then she'll f- get access to the trust and find out that there's no money there anymore. Yeah. That was her IRL mother. It was, actually. Twas. Still is, probably. Possibly. I don't know. That's not my business. <laughs> yeah, it's between Drew Barrymore and the Lord. Yep. Drew Barrylord. Hail Satan. And uh, 
She doesn't take well to this information. Nope. She takes out a chef's knife and chases her mom around the apartment with it before stabbing her through a glass table. She stabs all the paint out of her. Yeah, so much paint. Yeah, hey, I got all the paint out. Doing her a favor so she didn't die from paint poisoning. Too much paint. And what a weak coffee table, am I right? Oh, it was a glass coffee table. Yeah, but still. Yeah, that thing just exploded. Yeah. Well, it wasn't tempered glass, that's why. Chris's tempered glass. She's mean tempered glass. He has no nipples. Yeah, well, just like tempered so. glass. Yep, tempered glass doesn't have any <laughs> nipples, that's a fact. I know that. What about mean tempered glass? Oh, it's Bad got glass. it has too many nipples. That's why it's yep. so mean. Yep. <laughs> it's had a hard life. It's been judged for all of its nipples for too long. You ever milked a uh, mean tempered glass coffee table? It's it's difficult. I mean, it's got nipples. You can milk it. It's true. Can't milk Chris. He ain't got none. Nope. And we're all grateful for my lack of milking. Yes. We are. I'm incredibly grateful for that. So anyway, jump smash cut to uh, the West Coast. Yes, the west side of the country. In L.A. specifically. This sounds like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. There were no... He did not at one point, any point go under a bridge. California. Yeah. That's all their songs. Skiddly bodily bodily California, indeed. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she's got the, the paper. Mm-hmm. And she's looking for a place to stay. Because this was set in the early 90s, and that is how you found apartments, was having them listed in a fucking newspaper classified. Yep. The room was 420, dude. <laughs> nice. Shut up, Chong. <laughs> so she uh, just shows up at the, the place. You know, for safety. Well, that way he didn't have time to clean. Or say no. Yeah. And, and he's like, holy shit, there's a hot girl in my apartment that wants to share it with me. Play cool, man. Just play cool. Yeah, which he does not. He failed no. that miserably. Yeah. And it's your it's your classic, I don't know how to act around a pretty lady shtick. Yep. He and then like she's Paul like, Rudd. She's like, there's only one bedroom. I thought this was a two-bedroom apartment. He's like, oh, yeah, no. The couch I, is my uh, bedroom. Yep, I sleep on the couch all the time, so I figured that could... And so the bedroom to get used, I figured you could use that. And she's like, there's only one bathroom. He's like, ah, oh, I just have a razor and a toothbrush in there. Like, I don't need anything else. I don't own any toilet paper, so the bathroom's yours. Yeah. And I don't shower, so don't need that. Yeah. So she moves in immediately because there are zero red flags in the way this gentleman is behaving. Her suitcase was in the taxi, Chris. Everyone's yes. hands were tied. Yeah, that's true. What do you want him to do? Not that? Willikers. Yes. That's why <laughs> I got married. That. The ring was in the cab. We had to get married. We had no choice. <laughs> so, uh, they move in. Was it a cash cab or the fake taxi? Yikes. Ha! <laughs> They're kind of the same thing. Sort of. Mm. You have to answer fewer questions. In the I was going to say, there are questions asked in both of them. Yeah. I would be sort of embarrassed either way if my mom saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's seen it. She's seen you answer trivia questions before, Chris. That's true. Stuff so, so she hasn't seen before. What's the capital of North Dakota? Can I see your butthole? <laughs> Can I see your butthole city? That's the capital of your butthole. So uh, she moves in. We learned that uh, Bargain he's Paul Rudd is a writer. Paul. He's a writer, and he's trying to write a horror movie based on Breakfast at Tiffany's. Because, as he states, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> yep. 
And uh, his writing partner. Brassy female lead. Yeah. Supporting character. Lady Chatterbox. Later, Lady Chatterley's Chatterbox. She talks so fast and aggressively all the time. It's like she's from New York. Hey, I'm from New York. Hey, I'm walking over here. Actually, she's Jack Bauer's wife in 24. Hmm. I know that show existed. That's true. It did exist. <laughs> Can't it's confirm. Still, it exists on recorded media now. Recorded media, you say? Yeah. Huh. I'll be damned. What do they think of next? Unrecorded media? That's yeah. like a blank DVD. What are you going to do with one of those? Throw it. Throw it right on it. Right in his face. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could. I'm going to. You got me on that one, I guess. Yeah. Wait till you can find out that there's readable and writable media. Pardon me? Sometimes it's rewritable. <laughs> ah, yeah. that's wizard talk. Get out of here. Your, your DVD RW. It's true. I don't think any of that's true. So, um, can I throw it at Chris? Sure. Uh, sure. Hell yeah. I mean, that's basically true of any physical object. <laughs> Not a house. I mean, if you could lift it, you could throw it. That seems like a you problem. You lift a house. I'm not trying to throw a house at a person. I'm not an animal. I am, and I am. (laughs) Chris is neither vegetable, mineral, nor animal. Those three things have nipples. Chris ain't got them. I'm some sort of nippleless chimera. (laughs) (laughs) You're nipple mara. (laughs) These are just three big nipples. Yeah. Wait, I can't... You don't have them, but be... you are them. Whoa, man. <laughs> Easy there, Chong. Quit smoking up all that jazz lettuce. I can't help <laughs> it. You just blew my mind, man. Yeah. He's he's suckling at the teat of knowledge now. Dude, we said suckle and blow when we're talking about Chris. I don't like this conversation anymore. <laughs> so instead, we, let's go to Victor's uh, cafe or whatever. That sounds better. Anything but that. Yeah, and writer and other writer are having a meeting. Writer man and writer lady. Roll Pud and yeah, writer lady. And, and Barry Tower. And they're having a, a back and forth. That's their, that's their shtick. Yes. And then that lady with her coat up to her neck shows up across the street. Yeah. Must be Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> And, and male he, male writers like, hey, it's my new roommate over there. And female writers like, why is she being so creepy and just staring at us? And he's like, I don't know. Street. She was asleep ten minutes ago. This doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, how would I know why she's doing things? I've known her for literally sixteen hours. Yeah, but I've already let her live with me. Yeah, she passed the sixteen-hour rule. True. So he goes out to invite her for breakfast, but she disappears when a truck drives by. She gone. Yes. She doesn't care for trucks. It's a Thursday. That or she just likes to leap onto the sides of trucks and let them carry her away. It's cheaper than the bus. Yeah. And it's you like can jump throw it at Chris. Jumping a truck is better than jumping a train. True. False. So uh, Non-binary response. Mail writer heads home. And finds uh, his roommate has cleaned up the whole place. And he's like, uh, hey, how'd you have time to do that when you were over on Santa Monica or whatever? I wasn't over there. Yeah. Santa Monica Boulevard. And he's like, yeah, but I saw you. And she's like, yeah, but I wasn't. Because I wasn't there. So shut up about it. You did, but I ain't. But no more questions, no nips. And I need to call New York now. I will pay you for the phone call. Because back then you had to pay for phone calls. Yeah, like long distance phone calls cost you extra money. Yeah. Per minute. Now you can call yep. as far away as Disputed Zone or Burkina Faso. That's true. You can call Burkina Faso <laughs> whenever you want to. 
Only if you have the proper permissions in our Discord server. Also true. You don't have to write a check to release endorphins. <laughs> Although he did need to pull his stereo out of his car whenever he got out of it so that no one would steal it. That was also a thing that used to happen in the 90s. <laughs> that made me so happy. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, shit. I remember kids doing that in high my high school. Because, <clears throat> you know, they would spend like hundreds of dollars on a stereo. Because they were fucking like 16 years old and did not have fully formed brains. What else are you going to do? Not that? I mean, that's an option. Options. The only option. I think there's one dude who built a who put a stereo system in his car that drew more than his alternator provided, so he would just he'd drive and run out of battery power. He just has to get a couple of big capacitors. <laughs> Lux capacitors. Mm-hmm. So he had to drive, you know. God damn it. Fifty five miles an hour? I thought it was like eighty six or something. Eighty eight miles an hour. Yeah, God yeah, damn yeah. it. Why do I not remember these things? I'm sorry. <laughs> also, those capacitors were real. Probably all the jazz lettuce. Yeah, I wish I had some jazz lettuce. I can grow my own now legally. That's the jazziest kind of lettuce. Chong here's gonna smoke it all up. Ain't you Chong? Yeah. Chris is gonna just drive drive to Virginia, steal all my weed that I grew and then take it back to unnamed location. Yeah. Burkina Faso. Disputed zone. Redacted. Plovdiv. That's a place, turns out. You're a place. It is. I've been there. It's in bits in uh, Bulgaria. Yeah. I'll be damned. It's true. You're true. Anyway, my brother, my brother taught in Bulgaria, and we went and visited him, and that was one of the places we went was Plovdiv. So, what the hell's happening in this movie? What? Um. So she calls her shrink. Yeah. And gets the answering machine and says that she thinks that uh, she is back and is here in L.A. and she needs to talk to him. And then. At some point, she has like a weird dream. Right. About, is it like the weird face? Like the skinless face? The Hellraiser monster. Yeah, and I think her dad doing things. Uh, yeah. I know that shows up later, but I don't remember if it shows up here too or not. And then. Probably. Then something happens. I don't fucking even know. So at one point, the Santa. Oh, wait, wait, do they have a party? Is that what's next? They talked to the sleazy guys at the cafe before the party. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there was, um, like, Patrick Bateman and um, some older guy that invite them to a party because... A, I mean, it's obvious that they're inviting female writer to the party because they want to become sexually involved with female writer. But she's like, oh, and here's my writing partner. He's coming along, too, to kind of like, you know, run interference for her so that she doesn't have dudes trying to sleep with her the entire night. Yeah. And uh, before the party, Drew Barrymore convinces uh writer man to take her to her family's old house where she's meeting with the lawyer oh, yeah. right yeah who is uh he's very hands-on very touchy feely yeah. very handsy and i was like and it like and i was watching this going you know what drew barrymore probably has had to deal with this like her entire fucking life and yeah, ugh. yeah it was <laughs> not cool and uh, they're about to go in because her family's estate has been locked up for like four years. Yeah. And then uh, the writer dude sees uh, someone in the window 
And then Drew Barrymore is like, yep, yeah, yeah, we can just go home now. There's no need to go into this house at all. Uh, let's get out of here. Yeah. And he's There's like, no lady with her, her coat up to her chin. Let's get out of here. And then I think they go to the party. I think so. Sure. It doesn't matter. Then it's party time. Party. It's time Where for kids play. Thousand dollar bowl of caviar. Yeah. Like literally like fucking like bowl of caviar with like fucking crackers just stuck in it. Yeah. Super classy party. It's caviar in a punch bowl. <laughs> yep. And then writer's like, God damn it. Like I hate this place so much. I just want to pee in the punch bowl. Yeah. I was like, same, bro, same. And, uh... That would have made the movie great. Yep. Somebody really should have pissed the punch. So the owner owner of the house tries (laughs) to get female writer to his bedroom to show her some quote-unquote artwork. Yeah, all the good art is upstairs in the master bedroom. Yeah, and he's like pawing at her hips, and you're just like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, what... Why do people think this is okay? I granted it's the early nineties, so people did act like that, but fuck. And uh of some weird nineties ass fucking sensual dance number comes on. Oh yeah. And then yeah, so Drew Bramer's like, Come dance with me and he's like, ah, I don't really dance. And she's like, Come on, dance with me. He's like, okay, fine. That was the weirdest fucking song. I tried to get Google to tell me what song it was, but it couldn't. Then I looked, and all that music was made in-house by the movie people. There you go. And, uh, yeah, so she ends up dancing on the floor by herself. um, Erotically. Erotically. And everyone's like, and then, like, all these dudes are kind of like, oh, is that your, that's your roommate, huh? Like, lucky you. Fuck (laughs) Uh, a guy at the party offers Ryder Man some sort of gig. Mr. Wolf. Yeah. And he's all like, yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch. I'll offer you the thing I offered you for writing. Yeah. So, uh, someone recommended you to me because I, uh, I have a movie I want made, but I need it rewritten. So someone recommended you to me. And he's like, but wait, who? And then the guy like just kind of wandered off. Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore starts to get a nosebleed. Somebody spills like a half gallon of wine on a lady. (laughs) And then that lady in Drew Barrymore's mind morphs into her mother covered in blood. And then she screams bloody murder, bloody murder. Oh, you had to correct yourself. I was just like, I don't know. I didn't know if that counted. But I guess it probably does. You said the word murder, so... That is true. I did say murder the Erdler. Hotlanta. And yeah, and though, so they take her home because she's scaring everyone now. Yeah. And, uh... Maybe it's now. Maybe it's shortly thereafter. But at some point, they have, they have intercourse. Writer man. Well, she has a blood shower. Oh, yeah. First, you have a blood shower, like you do. And then you come out looking perfectly clean, so presumably the blood shower was metaphorical? Yeah, it was the blood was in her mind, man. I think it was supposed to be, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then she has sex with Rider Man during the Santa Ana winds. Floor sex. And he wakes up on the floor next to, like, a disemboweled worm. Yeah. From the cat. It was his cat, Nathan. Oh, okay. His name is Nate Phillip, and you will address him as such. Yep. Oh, please and, get me started. And then, uh, and you then can't he just decides that I'm hard. drunk. That decision is mine and God's. <laughs> and then he finds Drew Barrymore in her room looking at her music box and a picture of her dad. And he tries to get kind of cozy with her, and she's like, Get your hands off me. And he's like, but what about last night? And she's like, what you do with her is none of my business. Just don't touch me. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have just let her move into your house. I mean. 
Yeah. But she does then ask him to drive her to a sanitarium to visit her brother who is in there for having pushed her dad out the window. Yes. Even though he was like 11 years old. And so Drew Barrymore does not think that her brother killed their dad. She thinks it was the quote unquote, the other. Yeah. So they, uh, they head to the sanitarium. Good song. I was going to say like, no one's going to reference the song. Come on. (laughs) And we we meet the brother who just kind of lays there. Fred. Yeah. He looked like Tim Heidecker. The the male nurse there looks super familiar, but I have not seen him anything, although he apparently is the voice of Darth Vader in a bunch of Star Wars games. Hmm. Weird. So they, uh, you can't afford James Earl Jones, you get the guy. Yep, get male nurse. <laughs> like you do. That's what he's credited as. First name male, last name nurse. So they uh they head home. After the the visit, yep. Mail writer gets a phone call from uh, the guy in the apartment across the way. Oh yeah, because they dropped off a package at his apartment. Yeah, so mail writer's like, "All right, I want to go get this package. I'll be right back." Heads over to the apartment and is uh accosted. Uh, yeah, assaulted, physically assaulted by FBI agent. Real name. Yeah, six of the second most delicate slaps to the face I've ever seen in a movie. Well, I mean, you can't slap someone hard. Oh, you can hit him pretty hard if you want to. And uh, this FBI agent is like, okay, so your uh, your roommate there, she's suspect for murder in New York. Murder the Erdler, Chris. New York City. Get a murder the Erdler. And uh, he's been on a stakeout watching her, keeping a, keeping tabs on her. And yeah. If, and if he knows what's good for him, he'll get out of that whole situation and stuff. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, um, I'm just going to go back to my uh, my apartment now. And, um, yeah. And everything's fine. Yeah. Enough. Enough. Uh, what else kind of things happen? I mean, eventually. Oh, the gas man shows up at one point. Yeah. Because a neighbor reported a leak and he's just checking all the houses or all the apartments to make sure there's no other leaks. And he lets the guy in there who then leaves. Yeah, that was after they uh, canoodled for a second time. Yeah, because yeah, this well, only this time it was driven by uh, n- by non nosebleed Drew Barrymore. Yeah, by Drew Drew Barrymore Prime. Yeah, because you're starting to get the idea that she has two personalities. She has disassociative identity disorder, presumably. Yeah, and the first time they had sex, it was her like more sexual personality. And then this time it was the main one. Um, uh, the, the wolf guy, Mr. Wolf calls. Oh yeah. And, uh, wants to meet up with mail writer so they can, uh, hash out all these details. And he's like, I got to get my writing partner, female writer. Yep. And they're going to meet up at the cafe at like 10 o'clock. Yeah, because he can't make it any earlier. Yeah. the Mr. Wolf can't. He's got other engagements. So, uh... Presumably he's cleaning cars from, uh, you know, people shooting other people in the heads in them. Presumably. Somebody's got to clean the brains out of the cars. It's, uh... Yeah. It's Phil Lamar's brains. True. Brains for dinner. Brains for breakfast. Brains for lunch. <laughs> nope. That Brains one's lost on me. Sorry. Meal. I was. 
Why can't we have some guts? Because brains are all we ever get. I assume this is Simpsons. Oi, oi, oi. Now the misfits. Oh, okay. So, anyway. When Danzig like hot dogs. He does. And bricks. <laughs> Too much. And skulls. Cat litter. It's <laughs> a gorny weaver. And nipples on boobs. No nipples! Eyeballs. Eyeballs on boobs, yes. Thank you. Eyeballs instead of nipples on nipples boobs. Nipples are offensive. Who needs nipples anyway? Not Chris. Except for what I am nipples, apparently. Because you're, <laughs> you are nipples, so you don't have them. Yeah. I mean, I am human. I don't have humans attached yeah. to Yeah. Touche. What's your excuse, Chris? Yeah. I have none. Yeah, no. I bet you ain't. I bet you ain't, indeed. I bet you ain't. So, uh, Team Ryder heads off to meet Mr. Wolf. We see, yep. uh, old, uh, what's your head? Oh, you know, with the sunglasses and the like at the sanitarium that night. Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Or Holly Goodnight, as her, uh, character name is it's the worst fucking name uh there's a reason for it that i will get into after the movie and uh so she heads to the sanitarium and she's trying to talk her way in to see her brother she's like yeah i got a thing i gotta go at like 7 a.m so i gotta see it right now and, and the night the, nurse is like no visiting hours are done sorry yeah. you can see him in the morning when there's visiting hours and she's like i'll be gone by visiting hours she's like not sorry can't yeah. do it. And then she's all like, cash bribe. Yeah. And she's like, lady, you can just put your money away. I can't let you see him. And then she's like, well, I don't believe I'm glad, in money. I'm glad my brother's in such good hands. I feel confident that he is safe now. Yeah. And he will not possibly be murdered or alerted at any point tonight. Yeah. Don't worry about me anymore. So uh, she sneaks around the side, busts out her sawzall. Yeah. It cuts the fucking handle off of the door that leads to <laughs> no, no, his room. She doesn't cut the handle off. She cuts the door around the handle so that like it's not holding anything closed anymore. It was like it was genius. They had I don't the know you... flimsiest fucking security at this place. Yeah, like no one heard fucking like a sawzall like just She wrapped it in a fucking shirt or something. It's a silencer. <laughs> yeah, she wrapped yeah. it in that fucking burlap sack or whatever the fuck it was. It's still like the blade in the woods is going to be like... Yeah. The sawzalls are the least inconspicuous saw a person can use. Yes. I it, don't know. A chainsaw is probably a little less inconspicuous. Or a little more inconspicuous. More or less. Yes. It's Indeed. It, Indubitably. So she uh, busted, stabs the crap out of her brother. He yep. was full of crap. She had to stab it <laughs> yeah. out of him. Yeah, it was a medical crap and procedure. Paint. Medical full crap. Of, full of crap and paint. And she stabs them all out of him. And uh, That's and, how they made the fake blood. They just mixed together crap and paint. Yeah. Ew. Paint for the color, crap for the consistency. Yep. We need yeah, more yeah. crap in this paint stat. <laughs> Yeah, if if you have crap consistent blood, we have problems. The word crap is just I don't know. There's something great about the word crap. Yeah, it's not a swear word, so you can say it to pretty much anybody. But at the same some time, people, some people consider it a, a swear word. Who? I don't know, really puritanical people. Yeah, I, I guess so, but Mormons. Yeah, I guess so, but nobody I would run into on a regular basis. Oh, so we need to send more Mormons to your house is what I'm hearing. Please, please do. <laughs> gotcha. Put you on the Mormon list. Yeah. We'll just order you uh we'll order you the Bible and the uh the Book of Latter day Saints shipped to your house. Free of charge. Yeah. That's what Jesus came to live in America. Yep. For all the crap. So, uh, crap, crap, crap. The night nurse and security bust in, and they're all like, oh, it's almost assuredly 
that woman who was just here, her sister, on account of the way she tried to cash bribe me. His yep. sister. Right. So by the time Author Man gets back from his meeting that did not happen with Mr. Wolf, uh, there's just cops all over his his apartment complex. It's yeah. become a crime scene. And they're uh, carting off Drew Barrymore under suspicions of homicide. On a gurney. Yeah. You know, one of them police gurneys. They yeah. pumped her full of Alice in Wonderland drugs. Yes, she was both larger and smaller. She was all hopped up on goofballs. High as a kite. They take her to... Well, she has a vision. Oh, yeah. Well, I was there where like her dad is like the driver of the ambulance and he's trying to like choke her with a belt yeah choke her with his belt and then she comes out of that and the uh psych her psychiatrist there dr keller dr is, leg rub dr eddie is trying to uh trying to comfort her and then they arrive at the hospital yeah and uh the doctor doesn't think she did it, or thinks it's a complication of her doppelganger, her, me- her mental illness. Yeah, cuckoo. And a male writer shows up with a, her clothes, I guess. Yeah. And he has yeah. a chat with the uh, the doctor, all about okay. doppelgangers and. Uh, well, I mean, in the nineties was multiple personality disorder. Yeah. And the doctor gives him, like, the fucking WebMD overview of everything. Yeah, he has cancer and he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's if you have a headache. <laughs> Anything on WebMD is you have cancer and you're going to die. It's true. Hey, hey Internet, my finger hurts. You're going to die. You have three <laughs> cancers right in your finger. Yeah. You have triple finger cancer. <laughs> You have the world's most exotic blood disease. Yeah. You have one of them parasites swim up your pee. Yep. Gotta hit it with a hammer. <laughs> really hard. It's the only way to stop it. Chemo's for pussies. You gotta hit it with a hammer. Yeah, let's go. You can pull it out. It's true. It's all true. All of those definitely legitimate pieces <laughs> of medical advice should be followed. Yes. If everything goes up your pee hole, hit it with a hammer. Dear Internet, it's warm out today. You have cancer. Hit it with a hammer. Yeah. Uh, dear Internet, I have a glass rod in my penis. Hit it Kicker! with a hammer. Oh, wait. No, no. Don't hit it with a hammer. Hammer. <laughs> then you got to hit the hammer with a hammer. Yes. And then you hit it with a shield. Yes, and? I saw that in Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What? I I was waiting for your insightful comments. I threw my hands up, didn't I? Oh, well, it wasn't audible, so it doesn't count. Oh, whoosh. There you go. (laughs) Good foley. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Tool time and cocaine and all that stuff. Yeah, Troy does a better... uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, I don't know. We could have a whole separate podcast about me and Troy doing dueling Tim the Toolman Taylors. <laughs> what about Kermit the Frog? Ah, uh, yeah, you win, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> so, uh, female writer shows up to the police station. The police station hospital. Yeah, which it's all confusing at that point. It's a police hospital. It's California. They've integrated their police and hospital forces. Yeah, they just give everybody a gun. Who cares? Yeah. It's so liberal of them. Like the Chili Pepper songs. Yeah. Dream of California gun occasion. Get a gun from a <laughs> hospital in California. <laughs> and, uh... You know, blood, sex, sugar, gun magic. Yeah. <laughs> Under the gun. Yeah. One hot hospital. Yeah, gun tissue that I wish you saw. It's my gun hospital. <laughs> so, uh, 
My gunoplane. Mail writer says, man, I asked him about the FBI guy. What Suck my gun hospital. Accosted me. And they said there is no FBI guys. What should be accosting me? Yeah, like they, they even called like the L.A. like field office. And they're like, yeah, dude, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're that guy. That guy doesn't work for us. And also, what uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Should should we be investigating someone? I mean, we are now because of this call, but we weren't yeah. previously. Yeah. So you're saying that we should be investigating a crime. So uh, he teams up with a female writer. They get her car bat. Well, they. Yeah, yeah, right. They, they go. They go. They get the car bat and the, to go check out the uh, apartment that the FBI guy was in. Yep. It's full of cigarettes and binoculars. Just like and, Chris's room. And the cat. Wall to wall, cats, cigarettes, and binoculars. I have so many <laughs> binoculars. Well, unfortunately, the cat was hanging in the kitchen by a wire. Yeah. By the, the cat neck. had some demons. It ran out of cigarettes and hammers. Someone poisoned its chlorophyll water and then hung it up there to make chlorophyll? it look like... Chlorophyll? It's more like borophyll. <laughs> I'm making of the voyeur's joke, Highlander. You got chlorophyll man up here talking about God knows what. <laughs> so um, they head back to the apartment. Oh, there's Chinese food containers there as well. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the Chinese food containers. It's very important. Yeah, it's no nips. That's true. It's Chekhov's Chinese food container. <laughs> they head back to their apartment. Mail writers, mm-hmm. where they find the, the uh, the weapon, the murdered the earlier weapon, yeah, a chef's knife, and uh, old mail writer tries to hide it just as the doctor and Drew Barrymore show up because he's leaving, I guess. Yeah, he's like, I'm just not gonna deal with all this bullshit. I will find somewhere else to live. Yeah. Um, and Drew Barrymore is like, oh, so I can keep the apartment then? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And uh, so he leaves with female writer, but has a change of heart because he loves Drew Barrymore. Yeah, he loves her. <laughs> and then he heads back and he's like, ah, we'll figure this out. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. And uh, the next day, they head over to Female Writer's house. Yep. For a couple of favors. Oh, but we do find out that Female Writer's like, for fuck's sake, dude, like, what are you doing here with this girl? I, You know I'm not over you. I totally want to go to Pound Town with you. Pound Town? And then, like, the Patrick Bateman clone from earlier shows up out of her bedroom, and he's like, oh, yeah, huh? And she's like, what? I'm a slut, you're a slut. Like, let's just move on from this. We're all sluts. And they, uh, he asks a couple favors. One is the number of the nun turned, uh, like, Sister Jane? Yeah, she turned manager of the phone sex place. Yes. Or owner, I guess, technically. Yeah. And, uh, to let Drew Barrymore crash at her place for a while until the heat dies down. Yeah. And uh, it's too hot. She acquiesces to both requests. Because she can't say no to his pretty face. Acquiesces, that's a made up word. Yeah, she turns to water when he asks questions. Yeah, that's see, that's real stuff. I can get behind that. Can you? No. So uh, he heads over to Skid Row headquarters of the phone sex place, which is super nice on the inside. Was Sebastian Bach there? Yeah, he was homeless guy number three. Cause Skid Row. <laughs> actually, actually, did you guys notice the the construction worker who sexually harassed Drew Barrymore at the beginning of the movie? Well, that was yeah. young master Danny Trejo. It was indeed. She needed him in the balls. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Little piece of trivia: Danny Trejo's like five foot two. <laughs> so, uh, him and Danzig are the two world's smallest tough guys. All the sm- most of the small, most of the tough guys I know are small guys. 
Chris is a little guy. He's not very tough. I'm not that little. I mean, you compared to you, how into everyone's little. I'm six foot seven and made of fucking tissue paper. Yeah, Andre the Giant was like three inches taller than you. I'm the least tough person you could ever meet. Well, as you've said, as you've said in the past, if you step backwards and sneeze at the same time, you would just dislocate your entire skeleton. Oh, that's true. I would fall over and die if I stepped <laughs> backwards and sneezed at the same time. That would do me in immediately. Have you tried hitting it with a hammer? I have. <laughs> it makes this. It, it turned it into cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer inflicted cancer. You so have. I was like, hey, Google, I think I have hammer inflicted cancer because I'm six foot seven and sneezed. And it just said, yes, question mark. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Why that not? sounds right. No. WebMD knows everything. So, so um, she, she tells him basically that the power of love can defeat doppelgangers. Yeah, because of course it fucking can. Why the fuck couldn't it do that? Sure. She's a former nun, so she's like, I don't know, power of love. God's love cures everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, your credit card number is no longer valid, and we can't let you use our services anymore. Yeah. Sorry. It seemed to be like all the phone calls she took involved credit card numbers. Yeah. Which I... Which is probably pretty realistic, but I, I love when he walks in and there's that lady who's like reading a magazine and smoking a cigarette. Like, oh, yes, honey, I'm naked and I'm so hot right now. I am full of arousal. Yes. I, can't I have never wait been for more your... aroused than I am at this moment. Turns page. I can't wait for your meat loin. <laughs> you're, the, like... you're the best insert name here. Yep. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's that's probably more realistic than most depictions of the sec- of uh, sex lines. I always figured the most realistic depiction of a sex line was on Rocco's Modern Life. I've never seen Rocco's Modern Life. You have yet to live, sir. Um, <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> you need, <laughs> just look up Rocco's Modern Line sex line. That's okay. all you need to see. Need to see. I will put that right into YouTube. Need to see and see what it tells me I need to see. And maybe the episode about the grocery store, if you can find that, because that's a good one. Everything was 99.9% off. It's true. His dog got wrapped in fish plastic. Nice. Did he get any chicken nuggets? I don't think so. I can really go for some chicken nuggets right now. Uh, Come on, Chris. Scare Troy up some chicken nuggets. Yeah, throw in the air fryer for like seven minutes. I don't have any chicken nuggets on me. Mm. What about in you? Yes. He's lying. He's got both yes. in and on. If Hotlander, could you could you disembowel Chris for me so I could have some chicken nuggets? His pockets are bursting with chicken nuggets. <laughs> He's always do, you think got... he has, do you think he has chicken nugget money? Pocket nugs. Pocket nugs. <laughs> Dank pocket nugs. So, uh, Mail Rider leaves now full of knowledge. About the power of love. Sees, uh, Drew Barrymore in her outside getup. Yep. Uh, runs to the nearest payphone because it's the 90s. Yep. Carrying his radio. Yeah. Calls, uh, back to the female writer's house and she's, he's like, hey, is Drew Barrymore there? And she's like, uh, yeah. And he's like, cool, thanks, bye. And then and he's pers- like, ha I figured it out. There's someone who looks exactly like her. Like some sort of doppelganger. Yeah, like a double facer or something. And uh, proceeds Face to follow double. her down train tracks and spillways. Into like a homeless encampment. Yeah. Uh, where he gets st- snuck up on by... St- the scar-faced man. Who is Drew Barrymore's dad. And also Mr. Wolf turns out. Yes. Whoa. And uh, he chases him with a chef's knife. Yeah. He manages to escape by pushing his way through a fence and rolling down a hill into the gross, gross water. The L.A. River. I'm sure it's disgusting. Uh, it's, it's, it's a river in L.A. 
Yeah. Probably because of all the urine and semen. Yeah, it's also full of people racing automobiles in Greece. Also I mean, true. The movie, the movie Greece, not the country Greece. So he uh, makes his way back. Picks up Drew Barrymore. They head to his place with female writer. And he's like, okay, so like, there's definitely some sort of doppelganger. Yep. The, the phone rings. It's said doppelganger asking for Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And she needs to come to her old house alone. And if she brings the writer, the doppelganger will kill the writer. Yeah. So he agrees, but then has female writer hop in her car and follow her. Even though he knows where the house is, he drove her there already. Why does he need to tailor? But whatever. Yeah. Could just drive there. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. So they head there. Drew Barrymore heads in. She gets attacked by her doppelganger. Which yep. makes her pass out on the couch. Well, injects her with uh, oh, yeah, some, some kind sort of, of sedative or something. Yeah, some, some medical syringe full of medical. Big old shot full of NyQuil. Yeah, just purple drink. Purple drink? Uh, male rider busts in through the second story window. Bust. He, he climbs the most rickety looking trellis. I was waiting for that thing to just collapse under his weight. Yeah, that was sketchy as fuck. Chris said something <laughs> about that too. I did. I was like, no, that's that's a bad idea. Yeah, I was waiting for him to just be like, just like it starts falling backwards, you know, like uh, like uh, Jim Belushi in uh, Animal House. Yeah. And he, uh, he gets up into what appears to be her old bedroom and gets jump-scared by a mannequin. Yeah, which he stabbed like 17 times. Which well, I he beats it with great. a bat. Oh, he hits it with a bat. Yeah, the car bat. Good old car bat. Yeah. Everyone needs a car bat. I'm going to go get a bat tomorrow for my car. It uh, turns out there are several mannequins, all with clothes and masks of the varying people he's come across in his journey. Like Mr. Wolf, and the dad, and the gas man, and other person. FBI guy. Yeah. And the rest. Yes. And uh, he heads downstairs to see what the fuck is going on, sees Drew Barrymore unconscious on the couch... Get stabbed by the doppelganger. Yep. They have a tussle. Yep. And then he rips off the doppelganger's face. Yeah. Which is actually a mask. What? I Whoa. know. And who's under the mask, Chris? Is it Old Man Carruthers? Yeah. It was all just a real estate scheme. Yeah. I he mean, how else away with it afford too. that amusement park if on, it wasn't for on those caretaker kids. money? Nope, it turns out it's the psychiatrist guy. Old Dr. Oh. Legrobe. Yeah, and he had a really good plan. See? His plan yeah, was... He wanted to keep Drew Barrymore with him forever. Yeah. So, in order to do that, he had to frame her for murder using a murder series of masks. Yeah, you damn half-wit. It's murder Erdler. Yeah, and so then he gets her uh, pled out on insanity charges, so she has to go to an asylum where presumably he will take care of her for the rest of her life, or his life, and he'll be with her forever because it turns out that her dad was sexually assaulting her as a 14-year-old, and her brother walked in on it, and somehow accidentally tripped her dad, and her dad fell out the window and died. And her she had developed dissociative identity disorder in order to protect herself from the fact that her dad was sexually assaulting her. And her mom... And then so the psychiatrist had become her psychiatrist for a few years and then became her lover for a few years because he is not ethical in the least... Yeah. And then he convinced her uh, second identity, the sexual one, to kill their mo- her mother because her mother had dra- was draining her trust fund. 
and then so his so yeah so his plan was to be with her forever because he was in love with her even though he's just a creepy psycho himself yeah and then uh and then if you said to yourself well that that's a heck of a twist well buddy you don't know nothing about no twist yet no because there's a whole lot of twisting going on yeah twist because and- drew Braymore somehow exudes lube yeah, from she's, her pores. she's very gooey. And then she twists her ankles and wrists together so hard that she turns into a worm monster. Yeah. Worm. And then uh, so, the, it, it splits. Yep, the worm monster splits into two separate like little pumpkin head creatures. Yeah, which one punches the other one. Yeah, just knocks the fuck out. Yeah. And then attacks the doctor. Yep. Who stabs it a couple of times to no avail, and gets hucked through a window and impaled on a like wrought iron fence. Yep. Uh, it goes to go after Mail Rider, but he's safe because the power of true love. Yeah, the sex nun was right. That's right. Sex nuns are always right. And then the the doppelgangers. Remerge and retwist and lube up into Drew Barrymore again, and her clothes go back together. Yeah, and that. Keep in mind, this entire scene is like ten minutes. Yeah, it it's like that dude said. You know what this movie needs? It needs the society. Yeah. Well, why not? Why not like some fucking weird Cronenberg shit at the end for some reason? I don't know. Yeah. And uh, so they merge back into regular Drew Barrymore. But then she starts bleeding out of her chest because one of her weird pumpkin head twins had gotten stabbed in the chest. Presumably. Presumably. Uh, then the cops show up. Yeah. And then we cut to a funeral for Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. where, you know, the team writers there, they're saying a few words. They shut the casket mail writers like I need a minute by myself uh, he's got he's got rub one last one out well he doesn't have to because sexy Drew Barrymore shows up and uh, yep. where like like she's like wearing like white like slingshot panties and like one of those like white I forget see through mesh dresses yeah yeah you're just like okay so she's dressed like a 90s stripper now that's good I guess yeah, I mean, period it's accurate, a, I suppose. Yeah. And then he uh, he wakes up in the hospital because... Well, no, he kisses her, and then he has a weird flash of, like, the mouth, like the weird butthole mouth from the Pumpkinhead twins. Yeah, then he wakes and, up. Yeah, then he wakes up from his nightmare. And they're in the hospital, and Drew Barrymore is going to be okay. And he opens up the music box for... Her. Because she liked is, it. Yeah, but it says, like, to Holly from Daddy. Like, love Daddy on it. And as we know, that is not a good kind of love. Yeah. yeah. And Drew Barrymore wakes up and smashes the music box, I guess. Well, and by, by smashes, she kind of, like, gently pushes it off the side of the table. Because she's weak from having been stabbed in the chest. Yeah, which I guess is showing that she is like, come to terms with it, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Or something. Yeah. And then the movie stops being on. Woohoo! Credits. And. So hot, Lena. Ah! What are your, no doubt, insightful thoughts about this film? Ah, there's not much. Yeah. Um, this was the most 90s thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I vaguely remember watching this movie like 25 or so years ago. And I, I don't know. I may have liked it more back then, but it was okay. And there's nothing really remarkable about it. I liked the Hellraiser Cronenberg monsters towards the end. That was fun. Uh, you know, the story itself wasn't great, wasn't terrible. Also, all the acting in the movie was not great, not terrible. 
it was all right. Uh, I don't know. It's just there's a lot of other better stuff you could watch. Not great, not terrible, half lit. Yeah, it's uh, it it's kind of. What do you think, Chris? Kind of slow. At at the beginning, the first, I don't know, two thirds are kind of slow. It it has kind of a dreamy quality, which is kind of fun. It's it's a passable kind of mystery thing they have going on, but everything feels just kind of off. Like all of the uh, the like sexy scenes seem like just not quite right. It was like a game of telephone about how you saw a lady do a sexy dance at a party. And this is what you get, like, six generations of people describing it to you. So it's like, yeah, okay, I can understand that's what you want me to think is happening, but also, no, not really. It's it's weird. It gets real weird at the end. They really, uh, really save all the madness for the last fucking... 15, 20 minutes of this thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would recommend it. It's not like it's bad. But there's not a lot to really say. This is a good reason to watch it. If I don't know. I guess to be a nice guy, the monster stuff at the end looks pretty cool. And the They're suitably gory and weird. The twist up thing is pretty nice. Eh, you could do worse. You could do better. I if you specifically are looking for a movie about outdated understandings of psychological issues coupled with uh weird monsters, I guess this is what you're looking for. I don't know. I I'm, I'm still conflicted. Probably probably not recommend. What do you say, Troy? So, you know how he said that he was trying to make a horror movie based on uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. So, you know how Drew Drew Barrymore's character was named Holly Goodnight? Yeah. So, the female character in Breakfast at Tiffany's is called Holly Golightly. Oh. And George Pappard's character's name is Peter, which is the name of the writer in this movie. Um, the, his, his previous love interest in the movie was, they just called her two E and Elizabeth starts with an E who is the name of the female writer character. Also, uh, and this is where I'm going to get a little bit out of limb here. Uh, George Pippard is also famous for playing Hannibal Smith on the A team who was a master of disguise Okay, and, you're reaching, but I like what you're doing. Right? And so I think that this movie was this writer-director, Avi Nesher. It was his attempt to make a horror movie out of Breakfast at Tiffany's. And how it ends up with a weird twin pumpkin head monsters, I don't know. But just... All those things rolled up together kind of makes me very happy. I don't know if it makes me happy to recommend this movie, however. Um, I, there's parts of this I enjoy. Um, just the, the aggressiveness of it, I really love. Uh, at one point when she was walking to go to the apartment for the first time, I leaned to my wife and I was like, looks like she's dressed out of Clueless. And my wife's like, oh, it totally does. You know, and I, I think I already stated I love that he pulled his the stereo out of his car every time he got out of his car. Um, yeah, I I don't know if I can, like, recommend It's a weird fucking movie, which I kind of like. So I guess if you're in the, mood, in the mood for a weird 90s movie, give it a watch. You could do a lot worse than this. But it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a solid middle of the road. I don't think it hammers chickens. I think that's fair to say. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm I'm st- kind of stuck on whether or not to recommend it. 
But uh, what are we watching next week, Chris? We are watching Paper House. As suggested by my sister-in-law. I don't know, I know what it th- is. I have no idea what the fuck this movie is. <laughs> I assume it's about paper houses of some sort. I'm hoping so. So what if other people want to recommend movies that may or may not be paper-based? How would they do that? Ah! Uh-huh. And how, did the, and how did that result? Not well. You can okay. find us on the Slaughterhouse Princess because we're Facebook. You can also email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can find a whole mess of information at slaughterhouseprincess.com. We're on like iTunes and YouTube, sort of, and uh, Google and barking at your Alexis. Uh, all your little music streaming sites like Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all that mess. We're on all that crap. Uh, the internet. Uh-huh. You got a store, Patreon, and discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. A big thanks to our Patreon folks for being the Patreon folks. Use folks oh, yeah. as good folks. And Patreon folks, I did finally listen to uh, our uh, Christian LeBlanc's edit of uh, of Street Trash, and I will say I fully endorsed Troybot. I'll have so, to uh, listen to it. I have not yet. Yeah. Troybot is charming. So, yeah, so Patreon patrons, if you have not listened to a Christian's re-edit that was uh, sent out to you, I highly recommend it. It's real good. I already know it was great because, well, Christian, but I'll have to check that out. So come back next time for Paper House. And while our podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye! Terry Sweet, Nashville Mild, Medium Honey, Parm, Spicy Garlic, then it's Asian Zing, uh, Jerk, Caribbean Jerk. Hot, uh, orange, orange chicken. Then the two oddballs, we have lemon pepper sauce, jam and jalapeno. Next boot is Thai curry, wild, uh oh, that's all I can remember on that one. I know the last boot is blazing mango. Take wild off of that. I don't fucking know.